You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me of course is Brian. Hey Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing pretty okay, I think, you know. Pretty okay, that is a pretty okay. endorsement. Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to decide how I feel about uh, about the weather that we're seeing outside. I'm loving it. Yeah, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, it's lovely. It's not super duper hot. No, no. Uh, so right now in Nashville, as we record this, it's a little bit of a cold snap. Yeah. Cold for, for we Tennesseans. That's true. Canadians would, would kind of chuckle at, at that thought. I still don't wear my coat. Hey, by the way, I, um, I actually went online and bought some boots to take with me to Canada when I'm going back up there in January. That's true. Uh, in, at the end of January, you're going to be in Edmonton, Alberta. Yes, um, and I was there last January, and I didn't take boots. I didn't even think about yeah. it. And there was snow, and it was freezing, and I just had my one pair of shoes, and that was not the, yeah, the that's smartest. Not, that was not a wise choice no, on so your I'm part. I'm excited. I've yeah. got boots. Yeah, but that's right. So, uh, so listeners, if you happen to be in Canada, specifically at the Breakforth Conference yes. um, in conference. Edmonton. Um, make sure you stop by. Um, Brian, you're going to be, what are you going to be doing? I'm going to be leading a pre-conference workshop. It's basically all day. The, the, okay. the first day of walking through how we can see Christ in, in the scriptures, specifically in the Old Testament. So yeah. that's that's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's about a five-hour total conference time. It's like an hour, and then you take a break an hour again. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be doing a gospel-centered kids ministry breakout during the conference. Oh, that's fantastic. So if you're going, sign up for those. Um, they'll be a great time. Um, or really, if you're already bought into that, which, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I would assume you probably are. Yeah. Um, maybe sign up a friend who you're not sure is yet. Yeah. So so there you go. For a lot of times, if you're a ministry leader, it's helpful maybe to come and, and just kind of see how you can go back and coach your other leaders and, and so forth, parents. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I hope to see some people there. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. And um, yeah, but that's not all we're going to talk about today. No, we're, we're not. You know, the last few episodes, we've been talking about um, uh, this this book that just came up from B&H Publishing Group, which is Gospel-Centered Kids Ministry, um, written by one Brian Dembozik. I think I know of him. Yeah, I know that guy. Oh, wait, it's you. So we've been uh, so over the last few episodes we've been talking about the big beats of this book, the yeah. big ideas that you're that um, you as a reader, you as a leader, um, will will learn through through this. And these are the ideas. These are the ideas that are really at the heart of the gospel project, with why we yeah. do what we do, especially with the gospel project for kids. Um, and so, um, so we've been talking about the we've talked about you know the the real the core problem that um, uh, that you've identified um, and that other people have identified as well yeah, but yeah. Uh, that you're you're focusing on in this book that um, this dropout problem where we have uh, which is really a discipleship problem yes um, because we have um, really only um, according to statistics three out of ten kids are having a consistent discipleship experience through their entire lives where we have um, seven out of ten who have an interruption um, they leave the church around the age of college. Some of them come back often, often many years later, yeah. um, you know, at least 12 years. Yeah. Um, but there are some who just never come back at all. And so while we're prone to talk about the, um, you know, how do we how do we shut the back door 
of the church is how it's often posed. The the question that we've been trying to to address has been how do we address the discipleship problem that causes there to be yeah. a, an, an open back door in the first place? Yeah, well, and consider the house itself. I mean, to continue with that analogy, what is your living room looking like? Why why don't we have a living room that is fulfilling its purpose and and, and a place where we want to stay and grow together? If we did that, the back door wouldn't matter. You could just leave it wide open. It wouldn't matter. Right. And so, um, so that led us into a conversation on gospel centered, on gospel centered teaching, because ultimately, um, the thing that is going to, to create, um, that's going to create the, the house to continue our, continue our, our analogy is, is a a strong foundation in the gospel and, and people who are transformed by the gospel, creating a gospel culture. Um, something that we we've talked about a lot on this podcast in the past. We've actually done whole episodes on it, so go check those out so that we don't uh, re uh, rehash things too much here. Um, but we never rehash anything, Aaron. Never, never. Um, no, we have completely original thoughts every single time <laughs> that we talk because that's what we do. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, but one of the things but. What's great is is that um, when you're focused on the gospel, when you are when you are seeking to saturate the experience of your community in the gospel at every age level, including our kids, when we're focused on teaching our kids the gospel from all of Scripture and showing them how this is a book that is not about them first and foremost, although it certainly applies to them. Yeah. It radically changes everything. It changes how they see themselves, how they how they behave, and ultimately seeing their purpose in the church. And that's what we want to talk about today, specifically as that relates to mission. Yeah. All right. So, um, so Brian, tell me about this idea of of kids and gospel centered mission. Yeah, I think before we get to kids, I think we need to um, to take a higher look and just think in general uh, about this this idea of mission that we we're here for mission um and i've, I've said this before in, in many different contexts aaron that you know if 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 our relationship with christ were all about us if it was just about us if if god said man brian i just care about you i want you to come to saving faith and know me and that's kind of where it ends then the most loving thing he could do would be to call me home the moment i trust in christ right uh, yeah. Because growing as a disciple, you know, my, my growth is slow and painful on earth. Well, I continue to wrestle with sin and so forth. And, and I want to know Christ. I want to worship him uh, deeply and richly and beautifully. But, but it's so hard on earth because I'm still in this fallen uh, creation and I still have sin in my life to deal with. So if it were just about me knowing God then the mm-hmm. most loving thing I could do would be to call me home, where I no longer have to worry about sin, and I'm no longer in this fallen creation, and, and so forth. But he doesn't do that. Right. Why doesn't he do Why does he leave me here? Because the answer is, it's not just about me. It's about him. It's about him receiving glory. And one of the greatest ways he gets glory is by us proclaiming the gospel and seeing other people come to saving faith. So I'm left here. You're left here. Those who are listening are left here because we are to be on mission. That is why. That is one of the things that we cannot do in eternity. We, we will not be able to share the gospel with an unbeliever in eternity. 
Because um, there won't be because any. there won't be any unbelievers. Right. So we will grow by leaps and bounds in our relationship. All these, but but there's this one thing that we cannot do as followers of Christ um, that that we can do now, and it's it's evangelism. It's it's living on mission. So God leaves us here for that reason. Now that's that's the big idea. Mm-hmm. Now let's take it to kids. Right. The same thing is true of our believing kids. It's that simple. Right. Um, as we look at Scripture, we have to understand that that we don't see caveats to the commands. We don't see where God says, all right, now, disciples, I want you to go out and I want you to make uh, disciples of, of all the nations if you're over 18. Mm. We, we don't see that. Mm-hmm. We see God calling his people, the community of faith, the one and only church. There's not church and junior church there's not church and church in waiting there's not church and future church there is one church of which our believing kids and again this is the caveat if they've trusted in christ then they are regenerate members of the body of christ Mm -hmm. and the same calling that is extended to us as adults is extended to them that is a truth i think we have got to get our arms around we've got to proclaim richly and passionately uh, to our kids, to parents, to our leaders and elders and pastors in the church, to the congregation, and just raise the bar of understanding and expectations that that our kids are here for mission, and we need to do all we can to come alongside them and equip them, cast a vision for them, and release them on that mission, or we're stifling them, and that will lead to frustration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think one of the things that that is interesting there is is that. Sometimes we make too, for lack of a better way of saying it, sometimes we make too much out of mission in the sense that um, we make it, um, we make the barrier to engaging in it too high from the perspective of you need to know these certain yeah. these certain rules or this certain script or um, or these basic principles when ultimately to engage on, on mission really what we're doing is we're talking about the thing that we love the most exactly and if we are people who have been saved by Jesus and if he is who we love most isn't, isn't that what we're going to talk about? Yeah, and it's really, when you think about it, a lot of people, and I've heard this, adults, as I've you know, have been part of discipleship efforts in churches and so forth, and it's understandable, of course, and it's probably quite common. You'll hear adults say, man, I just don't feel equipped. I don't feel qualified. What, you know, I, I don't know enough to go share my What happens if they ask hard questions? What if they, you know, I can't defend uh, the reliability of scriptures like, like a seminary-trained pastor can. Well, it's understandable, but when you think about it, when it gets down to it, as you're just saying, Aaron, really evangelism, if you've trusted in Christ, you know enough to share that with somebody else. Yeah. Because if you've experienced it, then you you know enough. Yeah. That's what the other person needs to experience as well. So it's about going and talking about the one you love the most and talking about what you've experienced, not having all the answers. Uh, mm-hmm. We want to grow in our in our faith and we want to grow in our ability to share these things, of course. Of course. But, but at its core... Every believer has the ability to go out and share his or her faith, including kids. Kids mm-hmm. then can do that. And they're actually great at doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever seen and heard kids sharing their faith, I remember my son Joshua when he was little. He was, oh, goodness gracious, I think he was like seven or so. He mm-hmm. was a new believer. 
and I heard him in his room playing with a buddy of his, and he was talking about Christ with his friend. Yeah. I think he'd asked where he went to church, and the kid said, I don't go to church. And, and, and we just heard Joshua just sharing about Christ with his friend in a beautiful way, in a, in a, in a, in a relatable way with his, with his friend. Yeah. Um, our kids can do this. Yeah. And, and so we just need to encourage them to do this. We need to um, affirm them and, and release them. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite memories of my oldest daughter is her talking with our neighbor. Um, like they were there outside, and she just says to him, "You know, do you, you know?" She's like, "Do you do you know do you know who Jesus is?" And he's like, "Well, not really." And so she shared the gospel with him, and then ran upstairs and went and got him a Bible <laughs> from the house because, um, like like all good Christian families, we have thirteen or fourteen of exactly. them like, to spare, all of um, which are CSB. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. And <laughs> listeners, maybe you can hear my wink. Um, <laughs> no, we love the CSB, um, but we have lots of different kinds of Bibles because yes. people are very kind and send me them. Um, <laughs> um, but no one has ever signed a Bible <laughs> that I've owned. And, uh, and that would be weird to do that. It would be weird, but uh, apparently it is a thing so uh or it was um with another generation so if you've got a signed bible or if you've had someone sign it we're not judging you we just don't understand it so um (laughs) but but that's the thing right is it's like they'll just they'll just say these things um there was a time when at the park my my daughter again my oldest this was recently um we met a lady who was trying to figure out church culture in the south she was from from up north not quite as north as us but uh um she was talking to my wife and um you know they got into this weird she got they got off onto this weird track of um of some of the the you know standard defeater argument kind of stuff with science versus versus faith and all that kind of junk um and uh and so, so my daughter just jumps in, jumps into it, and actually engages in that conversation, <laughs> and uh, and it was hilarious and kind of embarrassing, yeah. but uh, but fantastic. So, <laughs> well, kids kids can have this little fearlessness about them so yeah. often that that I think we as adults should look at and say, mm-hmm. man, I long to be like that. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think this is why we see Christ speaking of, of the faith of children in, in, in Scripture and saying, man, we as adults need to emulate this. That just yeah. that, that confidence, um, that, that fearlessness. Um, and I've told people before that when you think about statistics, um, the likelihood of somebody coming to saving faith, at least here in America, is, is highest as a child. Mm-hmm. And then it, it drops as a person ages. Yeah. Which means our greatest target audience, if you want to use a crass term like that, our, our, our greatest target audience then as a church should be children. Or maybe our greatest opportunity our greatest is opportunity. with children. And, and if that's the greatest opportunity that we have, then who do we have in the church that spends a lot of time with that opportunity? Our kids, our believing kids. So yeah. when you think about it from that perspective, we are hindering potentially the, the, the kingdom work that God has given us by failing. Right to understand that our kids are to live on mission. And, uh, and I think if we, as the church in America, really got hold of this, this idea, uh, we, we could see uh, quite a revival break mm-hmm. out in our land. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, that's certainly what a lot of us are praying, are praying will happen. Um, now, real practically, mm-hmm. um, for, for kids enga- engaging in mission, um, what, are some, what are some principles that, uh, that you can offer that would actually help us with encouraging them in that? Yeah, I think practically the, the first is kind of what we talked about a minute ago, is just helping kids understand what it means to be on mission, to, to help them understand, hey, this is what it means to share the gospel. Um, it's, it's sharing what has happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is a place, of course, for us to give a little bit of tools here, such as, as Gospel God's Plan for Me, which is a resource used in the Gospel Project yeah. for kids. And, and it's those kind of four or five ideas to share. I, I think that's that's a wise thing to do with, with kids as well. Um, another is just to kind of think about the context of your ministry. Uh, think about your leaders. Are they encouraged to ask their, their kids and their groups about the kids they're sharing their faith with? You know, I, I think it's it, to keep it in front of the kids. So, for example, if I'm leading a group and I've got the kids showing up, and and one of the things I want to do is say, "Hey, Aaron, um, you, you've been wanting to share your faith with Joe at school. How's that going?" Mm-hmm. You know, so you're keeping it in front of them, or, and and as we pray, hey, who, what, what is somebody who is somebody that you know who you think might need Jesus? What are some names that we can pray for them? Right. So you're just keeping it in front of our kids and, and celebrating when, when we hear about kids trusting in Christ or even coming, you know, joining a, a child just to come to a ministry event or come to worship or something like that. So I think some pra- those are, are very practical things that we can do. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, just keeping it in front of our kids, keeping it in front of our parents um, and helping them understand the opportunities God has given them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things that we can also do from 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 a semi-practical perspective um, is we can be emulating it ourselves. Oh, without a doubt. So, I mean, kid, like this is the thing is um, mission is caught more than it is taught. Um, and we can learn from our kids, um, but they but they'll pick up their habits from us yeah. as well. So, I mean, that comes, that's true with the Bible reading and prayer and giving and everything and everything else too. Um, we either help, we, we so often help or hinder on those things, but um, for us, it's a good opportunity for us to say, how, how are we doing, are we taking advantage of the opportunities that God gives us? And, and if not, then, then, how can we how can we repent and how can we repent to our children as well yeah. um, for for not doing that and and I don't I certainly don't say that um, with any you know intention of shaming anybody um, and nor do I nor do I say that as a particularly great example yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. in that but uh, but it is one of those things that it's like we. We can do. We yeah. can do it, and we can encourage them to do yeah, it. We just need to feel that that tension at times of conviction and encouragement at yeah. the same time in this area. That I heard somewhere, and I I, I don't know if it's statistically supported or, or not, but I remember hearing um, that the the churches that experience the greatest evangelistic efforts have pastors who are leading out in that. Mm-hmm. that these are the ones the pastors like. Hey, I was sharing my faith with so and so the other day, or they see. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm baptizing so and so my neighbor as the pastor. Those are the churches that that tend to be the ones, as you were saying, because yeah. it's it's caught uh, yeah. rather than taught. Absolutely. And there's, um, I don't know that I've seen a formal any formal studies on that, but I've seen lots of anecdotal yeah. evidence yeah. about that being true. That um, 
often our pastors set the tone for yep. for what our churches are like and so so as we in, in um, kids ministry leaders and so forth we it's the same principle holds true absolutely absolutely um the the last thing that we should um that we should should remember too is that we want to help our kids see um and this goes back to something that you you talked about at the beginning of this episode that ultimately missions is worship yeah that to your point of we won't be doing this in the in the kingdom of in in the new creation in the in in the kingdom of God when we are all together there because there's not going to be anyone who um, is going to need to yeah. hear um, the gospel and be saved. Um, but that this is a way that we can express our love for Jesus yeah. by sharing what He has done in the way that He called the the demonized man. Um, uh, and in the uh, region, the the garrisons um, that, uh, and I'm sure I'm butchering pronunciation, but I'm okay with oh, that. You're Canadian. Um, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Eh? Um, <laughs> but uh, that when he when he um, sent the demons out of him, and this man wanted to go, wanted to travel with him and, and follow him, he said, "No, go back to go back to your own people, go back to yeah. your family, your friends." And tell them all that God has done for you, and and so there's this basic principle of um, he right from the get go he 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 sees a good there there is a good response there which is um, in our following go and tell yeah so um, and that's the great commission yep. too. <laughs> so absolutely it's um so um and as we've got the holidays coming up um so at the time of this recording we're you know we're days away from thanksgiving in, here in america um you know we're weeks so just weeks away from christmas by the time you're listening to this and it's short weeks um at this point um this is an opportunity for us yeah. and so we need to um so we have that opportunity let's take advantage of that opportunity and actually um as a gift for y'all um we have a free ebook on uh, gospelproject.com slash ebook that offers some some really helpful principles on sharing sharing what God has done for you um, with your family over the holidays. Um, and so you can get it at gospelproject.com slash ebook. Just it just takes a, a name and an email address, and then it's yours. It's a lovely it's a lovely book based on a Spurgeon uh, yeah. a, a sermon by Charles Spurgeon. And it's not terribly long, but it's it's terribly rich, yeah. terribly in a good way. That second, yes, it's um, it's incredibly rich. We yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed reading through it as yeah. we were preparing it, and it's really yeah. yeah, really strong. So, um, so yeah, so we hope you enjoy that. And um, until next time, um, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the final. Final part of this series where we talk about what it means to be a gospel-centered parent and leader um, as we seek to uh, grow our kids in the gospel. Thanks for listening to the Hero of the Story presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.